Alrighty, guys, welcome to the Mmm Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Mikey. And I'm Andrea. Excellent. Let's get into it this week. Uh, we are going to cover our takes on on Raw this past week and SmackDown. Um, to open up Raw this week, uh, we opened up with a, a ten bell salute for Bruno San Martino, who had passed uh, last week. Uh, so I thought they did a good job there. They showed us a little video package of Bruno San Martino and mm-hmm. everything there. So I thought that was a good video package. Yeah, I think so too, honey. Yeah. It was emotional. Yeah. Good. Um, let's see here. And then after that, we opened up with a segment between uh, Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman. Paul Heyman, you know, did his talking. It seemed like this one went on again to me for a long time. And then finally Roman Reigns comes out and responds and doesn't really have that much to say. Uh, mm-hmm. He just kind of quickly gets in there, says that he's going to win even if he gets like sent back in pieces. He's No matter what, he's coming back with the title. Mm-hmm. And Paul Heyman did his whole thing again, talking about how, oh, you know, he's not... You know, he's not making a prediction. He's telling everybody a spoiler that Brock Lesnar is still going to be champion. Hmm. So, I don't know. What did you think of this segment? Eh, I don't know. I didn't really enjoy it too much. Yeah, like I, I just... said, I think the writers for WWE or whatever happened, there's so many I rumors. I feel like I've seen it so many times already. Right, like whatever happened at WrestleMania, you know, there's so many rumors about what happened, whether... Like, it was written that way, they mm-hmm. changed it last minute, or, like, they changed it, like, during the match. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you know, Vince McMahon got on the, you know, whatever thing, intercom thing with the ref in his ear to tell, to tell the ref, like, tell them to change it right now because, like, you know, the bands were fooing, booing so crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter what happened, like, the, I feel like WWE got it wrong. They should have, like, people... Even if people like didn't said, you know, said that they didn't want it, I think people were ready just for this storyline to be over and for Roman Reigns to win the championship, so we could move on from this storyline. So mm-hmm. that's kind of how I felt about this. I was like, okay, yes, like I wish they would have just got this over with at WrestleMania because yeah, I was still hearing the same thing. Like you said, we're still we've seen this so many times now. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's see here. Oh, and then uh, I wrote, I made a little note here because this is something that you mentioned during this. And uh, I mentioned it on my little um, raw rundown. And I heard the guys over on Wrestle Talk uh, talk about it this week as well. But the, you noticed like those fans that were like in the front row. Uh-huh. Like cheering for them, they're like Roman, Roman, Roman. Oh and yeah, kind of yeah. seemed like I don't know if those were real fans or if like the, maybe they were real fans or you know. And the mm-hmm. WWE picked them out like, hey, you guys are all Roman yeah. fans, right? Let's I'll, we'll put you all up front if you cheer for Roman when he comes out for his uh-huh. segment. <laughs> or could, they could have been WWE employees who were planted in the front for the segment because otherwise, how in the world? They were all up front cheering Rome, and right when they started cheering Rome in, Rome in, like they had a camera right there ready to cut to these fans that, yeah. you know, were cheering for Roman. Like it seems a little bit suspicious that it was that convenient for them. It was suspicious. Yeah. 
Yeah. I felt it wasn't, you know, it wasn't natural. Yeah. It didn't feel natural. (laughs) Okay. um, Next up after this, um, we get a match between Bobby Roode and Elias. Uh, Elias, he doesn't, we didn't even get a performance from him this week. Like, he was in the ring and they, you know, they announced, ladies and gentlemen, Elias. And then his music, you know, the lights go down and everything. But then... All of it, like Bobby Roode comes out like right away before he even gets a chance to do his normal like what does WWE stand for and mm-hmm. sing his song about how crappy the town is and yeah everything. So I was kind of disappointed about that that we didn't get to see that usual performance because he's so good at it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Um, so, More Bobby Roode, I guess. Yeah. So. Uh, and then in this match to start out, there was a lot of chops. Like, this match looked like it was a painful match to be mm-hmm. in to me. Because, like, you know, like, the chops, you know, the one where they slap him on the chest. Yeah. And it stops. Like, they did that a lot in this match. <laughs> and that's not something you can really fake. Yeah, like, you really have to slap somebody in the chest to do that. And even if it, it's not a punch, it's still a slap. It stings. It's like, hey, hey we, let's hurt each other. Yeah. Let's so, just actually hurt each other. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have wanted to be in that match at all because like i'm sure like you could see like both of the guys's chests were like super red Mm -hmm. at the end of the match but do you know what i've noticed this week it's just i've seen a lot more bruises on the wrestlers like Mm. just popping up i don't know if they're you normally hide them with makeup but i've seen a lot more bruises than i normally would yeah could be that yeah they've been having some tough matches lately i think maybe just trying to get yeah get over with the fans even more to make it look more real Maybe. you know that time of year Probably. it was the wrestlemania time and then the raw and smackdown after wrestlemania or are always a big deal and then we just had the shake up so everybody's probably you know and this is like a time where you get a lot of new call-ups brought up and then you might see some people get cut so everybody's probably like trying extra hard to make themselves look extra good so that yeah. you know that they have a place or you know this is also the time of year where you know they start new storylines so everybody's trying to try to prove like hey look how good a work i can do in the ring so if you give me a good storyline like you can write me a good story and you can get good matches like this out of me sort of thing mm-hmm. but i mean who knows i mean that's just one reason maybe that's why yeah. you would see more bumps being taken like that and more bruises and everything mm-hmm. yeah but in the match here elias ended up getting the win i was kind of surprised about that really yeah yeah i'm glad that elias got the win yeah me too because i'm a big fan of elias i just thought bobby Roode would be like the way they've been booking him lately i thought bobby Roode would be you know he's kind of been the baby face um Mm -hmm. so i thought maybe he would get the win here but he didn't and like i said you know maybe this will be a fresh start for him because now he's from smackdown he's moved over to raw Mm -hmm. and when he was in nxt he was a heel so maybe this whole you know Mm-hmm. deal with him and Elias or you know I don't know what could happen but maybe him if he goes starts going on a losing streak Bobby Roode that is maybe he will like turn heel and like make it that you know get more interested in his character again maybe yeah yeah um let's see here uh the next little segment we got here was a little funny one with uh Matt Hardy he said he talked to an oracle and the oracle mm, told him that he right. was gonna win the they were gonna win the raw tag team titles at the greatest royal rumble or mm-hmm. whatever he was calling it you know whatever funny word ways he has of 
calling things. You know, yeah. instead of calling the greatest Royal Rumble, he's like the best greatest rumble of the royals or whatever right. he was calling it yeah i just like i'm liking the i'm liking the whole thing that they got going with that yeah me too yeah yeah i enjoy it yeah. a lot uh next up after this uh we did get a match between the ascension and uh matt matt hardy and bray wyatt um i like the little when uh let's see here Matt Hardy threw one of the guys from the Ascension into the ropes, mm-hmm. and then Matt Hardy like goes down on, like lays down on the ground, and then the guy from the Ascension does the cartwheel over him, mm, and then that's right. Matt Hardy is like clapping right. and telling everybody wonderful to do wonderful. And I thought that yeah. was pretty good. It was pretty good to me, comical. And then like later on on Twitter, he was like tweeting about like, oh, did you see the cart of wheels? It was wonderful. <laughs> so i'm just liking the whole character i mean because he's doing it i've you know he keeps the character up on twitter i've Uh i've heard him on interviews and like podcasts and stuff and like he'll keep the character up for his interviews and podcasts and it's Mm -hmm. just hilarious yeah (laughs) like a few weeks ago he was on the podcast with uh edge and christian and um he would kind of like go back and forth like most of the time he would be in character but then they when they were talking about something like Mm -hmm. in the past like he would kind of like go out of character just be like oh yeah like i remember doing that match with you guys and it really was like that was one of the best matches i ever had but then then he'd go back into like Uh being in character and even one point during the interview he's like oh yeah i keep he said he had, you know, he had some in-character reason for saying why, like, he was going back and forth, like, oh, I keep getting, my spirit keeps getting sucked back and forth or whatever, you know, something funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, it was good. But what did yeah. you think about this match overall? Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed all the spots. I feel like, you know, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are, like, every, They're getting better. Yeah. Each yeah. week, they've gotten a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Like, putting their moves together and looking good as an actual tag team yeah yeah i think so too i mean yeah they're definitely looking a lot better and just them together it's pretty silly Mm -hmm. what they do but as it goes on i hope it gets even more you know yeah i don't know like well i guess more better more their chemistry is better so it's like and I think, like, with their, like, end song where they're trying to, like, cut in and out of, like, Bray Wyatt's and Matt Hardy's theme song, I think, like, whoever does that needs to do a better job because it just feels, like, very floppy. It doesn't, it doesn't, it's not very smooth, is yeah. what I should say. Yeah, I would agree with you. I feel like they should just stick with one or the other, and I would stick with Matt Hardy's music for their mm-hmm. gimmick because... The back and forth thing, yeah, I didn't really like that. I didn't like it for the music either. Yeah. I wasn't a fan of it. Okay. But. Yeah. But that was that. Uh, <laughs> so let's move on to, so the next up we got the first ever Sammy and Kevin show. Uh, they're replacing Miz TV on Raw since Miz has been over, gone over to SmackDown now and they come out and say, yeah, they got the Sammy and Kevin show now. They're going to do it whenever they feel like it, maybe every week. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I, I think they should. Yeah, I really enjoyed this uh, segment. It was funny. They uh, they say, they talk about how they're going to win the Greatest Royal Rumble. Uh, they brought Kurt Angle out. And, like, everything they did with 
Kurt Angle. I thought was pretty good and pretty funny. What about you? Yeah, I did too. I can't name exactly what one thing happened, but you know. Like I think probably the funniest part of the segment to me was when <laughs> Sammy was like, they were talking about how Kurt Angle needs his job. They're like, we know you need this job because you got five kids and right. <laughs> Kevin's like, oh, you mean six? And Sammy's oh, like, no, yeah. no, I just five right that's what i have in my notes five i he's got five kids right and kevin's like no no the check your notes and he's got six <laughs> kids and then sammy goes over and he's looking at his notes and then kevin's like oh you see what you did you forgot jason jordan and sammy's like oh yeah just like kurt did for years <laughs> <laughs> so like we know that jason jordan is not really kurt angle's son in real life but no. for the storyline like it's funny yeah you know that they do that like it's you know a very funny storyline yeah i thought so too yeah um gosh um what did we get out of that um what did we get out of that oh out of that yeah so then kurt angle that's when he makes his you know his comeback is okay yeah well whatever guys like i've made a match for you and then they he tells them that they're going to have a, a match again in a tag team match versus oh. braun Strowman and bobby lashley yeah and obviously they're not happy about that they're kind of scared because braun Strowman's a big huge guy bobby lashley's a big huge muscular guy so mm-hmm. you know of course i would if i were them i would be nervous too because you know mm-hmm. even if i was like friends with those guys like yeah. I'd be nervous to, like, approach them if, you know, even if I had, you know, like, mm-hmm. if I wasn't happy about something, I would probably just let it go be like, oh, man, whatever they did there, I'm not happy with them, but I'm not going to say anything because they're so huge. Right. <laughs> uh, this, oh, after this, we got a little segment, uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel are talking backstage and, like, the camera would be like it's just me and you and then like off to the side they're talking to somebody off to the side and we don't know who it is but they're you know they're like going talking to this person like oh yeah you know what like we're not with him anymore and you know we could really use a new leader like can would you want to like be the head of our team and the camera pans out and then seth rollins is there and seth rollins is like oh no thanks guys and so he denies Mm -hmm. him yeah yeah, that's all I have to say about that. I don't know. <laughs> that was cute. <laughs> yeah, well, that's what I thought, too. I thought it was pretty good. I thought it was funny for these two to, you know, maybe that's going to be their little gimmick now, like... Trying to find... A... Trying to find somebody to be their leader now. Right. Like, oh, man, like, we had a guy that we followed around for so long. Now we don't have him anymore, so we want to find somebody, but nobody wants us to be... Like, what's-his-face said? Oh, they look like two little lost puppies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, next up we had uh, Titus World Ride versus Drew uh, McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler uh, for me I thought this match was really good especially for um, Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre like uh, Dolph Ziggler hasn't had a great storyline for the longest time but with him and Drew McIntyre together like it was really good they worked really good as a tag team to me mm-hmm. like their finisher like where Dolph Ziggler does um, his Claymore at the same time that uh, Drew McIntyre does his Claymore. 
Uh, so the zigzag and claymore together at the same time, like it looks like a really cool move put together like that. Yeah. Um, and then I like the the segment that they had after the match, after they won the match, they're, they're talking about like, oh, you know, like Drew McIntyre is like, oh, I, there's a bunch of lazy guys in the back. They're sitting back there like happy to take the checks, but they're not working hard like me because obviously like he's a really not only is he really tall and, and big, but oh, like yeah. he's like muscular too. Mm-hmm. Like he's not like just a big guy to be big. Like he's a muscular guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah, I noticed that. Yeah, so that's <laughs> what he talks about. And then he's like, you know, the whole everybody in the back better be scared because I'm dangerous and uh-huh. whatnot. And Dolph Ziggler's like, oh, you know, we're not here to steal the show because we are the show mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, like, I thought it was like a good promo, good in ring action. Like, I'm a fan of like them being together. I can't wait to see what they what else they do together yeah i don't know who this guy is but i'm excited to see more of him yeah he was he made his name in nxt i think maybe he got called up for a little while but was hurt got hurt like pretty quick after being called up to the main roster and he's so he's been gone for a long time and so now he's back but you know i think it's looks good to me yeah um cool cool after this, we got um, Chad, Gable, Chad Gable talking to Kurt Angle in the back, and Kurt's like, oh, you know, I didn't bring you here to come back with Jason Jordan, although he, Jason Jordan, he gave us a little update saying, like, oh, he should be back in, like, two months or something. Mm-hmm. And But, you know, he tells her to get Chad that, like, oh, you know, oh, yeah. I didn't bring you here to be his tag team partner again. I want you to, you know, I want to give you a chance as you know a single wrestler guy so mm-hmm. uh we get that Jinder mahal comes up and interrupts and is complaining about you know still not getting treated the way he wants to be treated mm-hmm. and then so uh kurt gets tired of it and makes a match between jad gable and Jinder mahal mm-hmm. and so that's what we get after the commercial break uh Jinder mahal and chad gable had a match here um chad gable actually got you know the crowd at this event everybody seemed like they were into the show like they were cheering the people that they were supposed to cheer and booing this people that they were supposed to boo and like chad gable got the win here and it seemed like right after he got the win like fans kind of like they popped pretty good they yeah they cheered for him pretty good after chad gable win which surprised me because i'm not too interested in his character no i mean they don't do much with his character i don't think but i i thought this was a pretty good performance between him and Jinder. Yeah, yeah, d- decent performance in the ring to me as well. That's Jinder, right? Yeah. Okay. N- not my favorite Jinder Mahal match, but and not my favorite Chad Gable match. Like it, to me, it was just a decent match and whatnot. So I don't know what it means for either of these two guys. It was just kind of a throwaway match to me. Yeah. Well, I thought like when Jinder Mahal kicked him in the face. It just busted his lip, so I thought that was like, and you could hear it too, so that was pretty. Yeah. Just the thought of that. (laughs) Anything done to the face makes me uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Next up after that, we had Riot Squad uh, give a little promo saying how they're, you know, on Raw now or whatever, and they're going to take over. Again, I still don't really care about the Riot Squad, especially... Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, like, I like Ruby Riot, like, she's good, but Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan, it just, 
not doing it for me. Like, I think, you know, they all said something here. I don't even remember what Liv Morgan said. Wait, because, like, they kind of gave the mic to each three of them. But I remember Sarah Logan. I don't even remember what Sarah Logan said. Mm -hmm. But whatever she said, you know, she was saying it, like, in that accent that she was doing and she was talking about being a trapper and so she knows that they know how to set traps because her uncle brought her out in the woods and setting traps or whatever and i was just like what is this character like <laughs> this is so dumb <laughs> i mean wwe has some like real corny characters sometimes like i mean the whole woke and hardy thing is you know it's corny but yeah. i mean at least it's entertaining like i don't know what this sarah logan character is like i don't know i don't know much yeah I mean, who cares way. if you can set traps? Like if you if you're from the if you're from the woods and you can set traps and whatnot. Like Katniss. Who cares? <laughs> Doesn't do. I mean, it's not. It's not good to me. No. No. Well, I mean, what do you think about the Riot Squad overall? No. Like, uh, I think they're doing. Uh, I don't know. They don't really pop out. I don't think. Yeah. They're still not doing much with them. I think last season is the season go over every year. Or is it every after wrestling? Yeah, the show is the show is every week. There's know, no real there's seasons. Like... <laughs> Technically, some people, you know, you could say like, "Oh, we just finished mm-hmm. WrestleMania," so you could, I guess, you could say like, "This is the new season. This is the new year of." It's kind of like the new year of wrestling for mm-hmm. WWE because they just had their big main event, and now everything is kind of starting again so okay well anyways now that it's kind of starting again i feel like they're not doing too much with the riot squad at least with their um stories yeah so. uh, plus they just got they were part of the shakeup too they just came over to raw so they'll probably try to figure out whatever there is that they're going to do with them oh that's right um after this we had uh let's see here Samoa Joe did a little promo here saying that he's going to beat Roman uh, at Backlash um, after after Brock Lesnar beats him at the Royal Rumble. But if somehow Brock Lesnar um, loses to Roman Reigns, then he's going to take the Universal title too because Samoa Joe's in a intercontinental title match for the greatest royal rumble mm-hmm. so he's like yeah i'm gonna win that and then if somehow roman reigns is able to win against brock lesnar then i'm gonna win the universal title too when i face roman reigns at backlash so anytime i see samoa joe on camera cutting a promo i think it's good i like samoa joe's promos yeah i think he's good too mm-hmm. um next <laughs> up we had uh the same thing again with uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. This time they're going to Finn Balor, trying to see if Finn Balor will mm-hmm. join the team. And Finn Balor denies him too. They even try to like do the too sweet with Finn Balor, and mm-hmm. you know he's kind of like, no thanks, guys, again. So those poor guys get denied again. Still no leader. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah, and then. Um, Next up is the match that we got uh, with Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley. Um, you go first. What did you think of this match? I thought it was a good match. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> yes. Tell me more. I thought it was 
because Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn are very good performers, and same with Braun Strowman. And I just was introduced to the other guy. Yeah. So I think that overall it was a pretty good match. They, it was, it was all pretty entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. What was your favorite part? Um, when Kevin Owens got knocked out. Yeah. And then Sami Zayn got, what was it, pinned? Yeah, like when, after. when Braun Strowman like ran, like ran over uh-huh. Kevin Owens. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that I thought that was pretty good to myself. Like, because you know the beginning of the match, Bobby Lashley is doing like most of the work the entire match, and then he keeps trying to get over to tag Braun Strowman in, you know, and then they, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn keep stopping him, and then finally he's able to get that hog that hot tag into uh, Braun Strowman, and instead of Braun Strowman actually going in the ring first, because Kevin Owens is like standing on the outside, that's like he runs around the side of the ring and runs over and you know, mm-hmm. bulldozes Kevin Owens and then he comes yeah. over and bulldozes him again and then <laughs> then he runs then he like does the drop kick on him on the outside. Mm-hmm. Anytime Braun Strowman does that drop kick, I'm always like I always like am amazed by that because like that guy is so big. Mm-hmm. For a big guy like that to be doing that drop kick, like jumping up in the air and doing the drop kick like that is mm-hmm. you know, pretty crazy to see to me. Yeah, it is pretty crazy. And this was another one like to me, and I mentioned this in the rundown, like, to me, this match just showed that obviously Braun Strowman is the future of WWE. He's the biggest thing in the company right now. Mm-hmm. Because, like, like when he got tagged in, like, the fans were going crazy. Like, they were, like, cheering so crazy when he got tagged in. And then each time that he, like, ran over Kevin Owens, like, the fans were still, like, going crazy like they were like on fire like cheering for Braun Strowman like as soon like the entire time that he was involved in the match yeah once he got tagged in yeah that's true like they cannot get the title belt on Braun Strowman fast enough to me like some at some point this year like Braun Strowman has to win the universal title like Roman Reigns has got to beat Brock Lesnar finally so that he can win uh-huh. The universal title, and then Brock Lesnar. I mean, uh, Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman need to have a match for the universal title, and Braun Strowman's got to win that thing. And what about Braun Strowman and um, Brock Lesnar? You could do that too, but I mean, we're getting Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar again at Greatest Royal Rumble. I mean, I, I we'll do this in a separate show like right after this one we'll do a show on our prediction for greatest royal rumble but i feel like (laughs) we finally need to get over this storyline like roman reigns better win at greatest royal rumble like i'm ready for this to be over (laughs) and to move on to get some some other stuff um plus uh what uh brock lesnar and braun Strowman already had a match last year for the universal title and brock lesnar won Mm. so they have done that one once already too they could do it again. They could. They could do it over and over like they do with <laughs> Roman Reigns, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so next up, we had um, No Way Jose. He comes out with his conga line. Uh, he's dancing. And then Baron Corbin comes out, and he starts talking on the mic like, oh, man, you, you're so embarrassing. You're not serious. Like, I can't take you seriously, so I don't even want to do this match. And then so 
no way Jose is like, oh man, just because he doesn't want to have fun, we could still have fun. So he dances his way back out and he gets to the top of the ramp, but then he lets the, all the rest of the conga line go in the back. And then when mm-hmm. he's out there dancing by himself, that's when Baron Corbin comes out and attacks him. Uh-huh. And, Baron Corbin's a jerk. Yeah, because Baron Corbin's a jerk. And I still don't care because <laughs> his character's so dumb. His character is so dumb. I do not, I, I do not get the whole Baron Corbin thing. Like you said, his pants still look dumb. His outfit still looks dumb. His hair still looks dumb. I think we pretty the, much say that every time. Because I can't get over it. I can't get over it. It's so dumb. Like, <laughs> why can't they figure it out? I mean, it's not. I would. I want to say that it's not Baron Corbin's fault because when he has matches, he has good performances. He can perform mm-hmm. good. But the writers again, like, just do it to me over and over. Like. I don't think they know what they're doing with this guy. They need to rewrite his character mm. or, you know what, like, hire me, Vince McMahon. I'll write something better for Baron Corbin than anything that <laughs> the writers there currently are doing because, man, it's bad. Yeah. I don't, I'm not going to, I don't care about this, you, you know, if this is setting up a feud between Baron Corbin and No Way Jose, there's nothing else going on in the wwe right now that i could care about less i do not care about a feud between baron corbin and no way jose yes we could spend like five minutes on this well because i want to know i want everybody to know how much i don't care about it like it's dumb like they're wasting my time by wasting i thought it was like this whole thing though with the conga line and then baron Corbin coming out i was like well what's happening like he said i don't I just don't know what's happening with this conga line dude either. Right. Yeah, that's why I don't care. <laughs> it's like, what was this piece? Just a little extra airtime filled up? Maybe, I guess. I mean, that's what it felt like to me. It was just filling time because I don't care about it at all. Mm-hmm. Don't care about either of the characters. Don't care about a storyline between them. I hope they get that over with quick because I don't want to have to see that every week. I don't want to have to see that every couple of weeks. <laughs> right. I don't want to see it at all. Uh, let's get on with it, though. Uh, so after that, oh, we had this the little public service announcement here with Alexa Bliss. Mm-hmm. And she's, like, warning everybody how, you know, to not be friends with Nia because Nia is the real bully. And mm-hmm. one time, you know, they were leaving a, some, they were walking out of some market store and... <laughs> Alexa saw some homeless lady and she felt so bad for her, so she gave her her burrito bowl. <laughs> but <laughs> Nia Jax just snatched it out of the homeless lady's hands and <laughs> scarfed it down in front of her. And then when Alexa was like, I can, and I still remember the sounds of her scarfing it down in front of that homeless lady. And I did nothing. <laughs> Yes. I thought it, I thought it was funny. I thought it was funny too. Yeah. Alexa, she does a good job. Yeah, yeah. I thought yeah. I thought it was good, and uh, I liked. Uh, yeah, I liked that whole thing. I thought that was really well done, and Alexa performed it really well. Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that was that. Um, and then after that, we got a match. Between Finn Balor uh, teaming up with Seth Rollins, uh, Finn Finn Balor teaming up with Seth Rollins, yes, uh, versus uh, Bo Dallas and Curtis Axel. Mm-hmm. Um, Finn Balor and Seth Rollins got the win here. 
Um, not a lot about this match I was too excited yeah, about for me here. I wasn't very much. I wasn't invested in this match, yeah. to be honest. Um, I'd like to see what happens with Bodas Curtis Axel. They're both good wrestlers, so I'd like them to get a storyline. And if they keep doing this thing every week where they try to find a leader, um, I think it will be comical and entertaining. I'm just not like like Finn Balor and Seth Rollins teaming up together. Um, not too interested. We just saw that leading up a lot, like up to WrestleMania. Like they teamed up a lot and then they would fight against each other sometimes. And sometimes they'd be on a team again. And, you know, we'd already finished their match at, at WrestleMania. So this is another one that just kind of shows to me, okay, like, the writers at WWE still don't know what they're doing because they're still doing stuff that they've been doing for the last couple months. They haven't figured out how to move on yet because they haven't. They, they're just Maybe kind they of just hired new people. They like, haven't. I told you they haven't already. It's easy to find out. Okay. They didn't hire new people. All right, all right, they just don't right. know what they're doing. They're, they're they're retreading <laughs> the same things over and over. I don't know, maybe Vince McMahon thinks he's hired new people when he really hasn't, <laughs> but <laughs> that's not the case. The case is they're just redoing things that, you know, you know, don't make sense mm-hmm. to keep doing because they just finished these storylines. So why go back to the middle of a storyline that you're going, that's basically what they've done is they've gone back. They're getting lazy. You know, yeah, I mean, that's what it seems like to me. Um, let's see here. And then um, in the back, we get um, Nia Jax, Ember Moon, Natalia, Sasha Banks, um, and Bailey. They're all backstage talking to each other that they're ready for their match uh, tonight. Um, and then they all walk out to the ring like they're going to get ready for the match. And then we just see a, a little stare down between Sasha and Bailey. Mm-hmm. So I guess they're still friends or frenemies, I guess. Mm-hmm, like, they mm-hmm. still haven't done a full-blown... See, and that's another thing that they should have done at Royal Rumble. Like, Sasha should have went full-blown heel by now, and, like, there should be a full-blown battle going on between Sasha and Bailey. They shouldn't still be frenemies. Like, we that was the whole storyline leading up to WrestleMania. Then one of them is supposed to turn full-on heel and then you get a good match like but they're still kind of going back and forth like oh we're friends but we're enemies but we're friends right but we're enemies mm-hmm. okay like let's get on to one of you guys being enemies or whatever like mm-hmm. uh but so then we got the main event of raw uh which was mickey james uh alexa bliss and riot squad um versus um Sasha Banks, Bailey, Naya, Natalia, and Ember Moon. Uh, what? I thought this was a good match overall. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I love. I always like seeing the girls or the women's team. <laughs> women's wrestlers wrestle against each other because they actually are more for me they're more entertaining just because they actually like not only are they like i guess more athletic more agile like they do all these fun moves 
They're also like vocal. They're very vocal too. Mm, yeah, that's true. Women are a lot more vocal, like selling the vocals of like whether like they're hitting somebody really hard or if they're getting really hard. There's a lot more. Yeah. Like. Or you know, like just getting all like catty with each other. Right. Right. Yeah. Like yelling stuff at each other during the match. That, yeah. Yeah, that's true. They do do that a lot more. Makes you kind of feel the emotion of the yes. the match. Um, but yeah, during this match, um, I thought when Ember Moon, uh, got tagged in, like, she came out on fire, like, Ember Moon continues to, like, do good performances in the ring to me. Um, Mm uh, I thought Natalia performed really well in this match as well. Um, I liked when Naya got in there, and, uh, I don't remember who she lifted over her head, maybe it was Ruby Riot, but she was, like, Gorilla pressing somebody over her head and like while she was doing it, like she winked at Alexa. Oh yeah. <laughs> and then um yeah. Um oh that uh then when Naya like you know, all the women are grouped together on the outside and then like Naya like jumped off the mm-hmm. apron to oh, the yeah. outside on top of everybody, that was pretty good. To break up the fight. Yeah, I thought that was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um and then, you know, like Natalia's at some point acting like she hurt her knee or something, and then Mickey James starts uh, attacking her, and then that's when Ronda Rousey comes out mm-hmm. uh, to protect her, and then Mickey James takes a cheap shot, like a uh, drop kick on Ronda, mm-hmm. and it didn't really phase Ronda too much. It just made her mad, so she got in the ring real quick and put the arm bar on Mickey James, and Mickey James, you know, tapped out yeah. and, you know, gave up pretty quick yeah i enjoyed that too yeah 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 i mean i feel like ronda rousey's like anytime she's in the ring it's just like a big attraction like mm-hmm. she's another one like if you know if braun Strowman's the future of the men's division like ronda's already like you know she hasn't she's only had one match so far but she performed really well in it last week when she took down sonya deville mm-hmm. she looked really good doing that even though it was only a really short thing, like she looked really good doing it. And this week it's only a really short thing. She just did a hip toss on uh, Mickey James and then got her in the arm bar, but she looked really good and dangerous yeah. doing it. Like it looks legit. Like she looks like just like she did in UFC. She has a total different look from any other woman wrestler right now. So it's like, okay, yeah, like she is really dangerous. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, I don't watch UFC, so. <laughs> I know, you don't watch UFC, but I mean, you can tell that she, she has a different a sense, style from the yeah, other women wrestlers. Yeah, some danger coming from her. Yeah. Yeah, but I thought it was a good, good, good Raw show overall. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. So let's head overall. over to SmackDown. On SmackDown this week, we opened up with The Miz. Mm-hmm. Um, I like this as well. Um, Me too. I liked how, uh, you know, he comes out, it's Miz TV, he doesn't have the Miz Taraj with him anymore, so he's just got his chair set up and a chair for his guest. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be Daniel Bryan, and so he's, like, calling out Diane, Daniel Bryan and saying how, like, you know what, like, Monroe was just born, and when she was born, I knew I had to become a better man, and, you know, Daniel Bryan's, you know, like, right after, you know, it got announced that I'm coming to SmackDown, he's putting out tweets saying how... 
he's like hashtag gonna punch me in the face and you know I just feel like I'm a better man now because of Monroe and mm-hmm. you know maybe Daniel Bryan doesn't have a close connection with his daughter Birdie like I have with Monroe because he obviously hasn't gotten over <laughs> this so I thought that was pretty funny too yeah calling out <laughs> like oh I must be a better dad than Daniel Bryan I must be closer <laughs> to my daughter than Daniel Bryan because <laughs> you know because I'm I'm over that <laughs> so I thought that was good. That was good. Yeah, that was funny. Yeah. Uh, but alas, we do not get Daniel Bryan come out here. Instead, Big Cass comes out. Uh, I don't know what he was doing here. He comes out, mm. his music hits, and he's like, I don't know why he's still getting dressed. But, like, did you pay attention? Like, when, so when he, he's, his music hits and he starts coming out to the ring, mm-hmm. he doesn't have his jacket on yet or like his watch like he's like putting on the jacket and then he's like putting on the watch i was like okay like why is he doing that if you notice what happened later maybe that has to do with it Uh it's supposed to be like a last minute thing so him trying to get dressed last minute while he's out there might you know Hmm. add on to that feel like oh he's coming on last minute yeah i guess wink wink i guess it's i'm not true. gonna actually try to wink <laughs> i guess it's true but it didn't really i didn't well because you don't know that daniel bryan's hurt in the back yet at this point so no you don't but that's the... right so they want me to they want me to think back like oh yeah now i know why he looked so dumb when he was coming out to the ring trying to get dressed before exactly like... <laughs> dumb dumb again writers <laughs> mess that up too oh you know what we'll have him go out there halfway dress and then we'll explain it you know in the show later on maybe then they'll remember to connect the fact that the reason why he was getting dressed <laughs> was because he just got done beating up Daniel Bryan backstage dumb writers that's dumb <laughs> quit being so dumb that's dumb <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, so anyways, he comes out there and yeah. actually, you know, like looking back out again, like I feel like Big Cass actually, when he got in the ring and started talking to the mic with The Miz, he actually cut a good promo here and, mm-hmm. you know, he made some more corny points again, but I thought he did a good job. He actually delivered his lines well and like, you know, uh, made yeah. it made it entertaining, you know, because he was like, oh, yeah, I hate Daniel Bryan because he... You know, I despise him because he reminds me of what I used to be. He's small, and you know, because uh-huh. he's talking about when he was young, he was small, and yeah. <laughs> then, he, then he was like, but then I grew. Like it was something he could help or something. Like he just decided to grow to be seven foot tall one day or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, yeah, I it don't know. It was silly. Yeah, it was kind of silly, but he hates Daniel Bryan because of it, and Daniel Bryan also got cleared to come back the same day. Big Cass got cleared to come back. So Big Cass is like, yeah, but nobody was talking about me coming back. They've just been talking about Daniel Bryan, so it makes me mad because mm-hmm. people should have been making a big deal about me coming back too. Yeah. So, you know, this, you know, the way he did his performance here actually made me, like, last week I didn't, when he came back last week, I didn't mm-hmm. care at all. But now this week, his, like, return and him actually getting on the mic, I go, oh, okay, like, I, I could see what they're doing here, like, you know, maybe like maybe he can cut a promo and perform in the ring. We'll have to wait and see more about his performance in the ring. But maybe he can like, mm. you know, be an entertaining character now. 
Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Sometimes it takes guys a while just to find something that fits, something that they can do. So maybe he can, he can do this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, That'd so then, cool. yeah, after this, then we do go back. Becky Lynch and Asuka, another thing that we'll get to later that the writers are still messing up. But, uh, yeah, they're walking, Becky Lynch and Oscar are walking together backstage and they come across Daniel Bryan. He's all beat up mm-hmm. because I guess he just got beat up by Big Cass because he was supposed to come to the ring, but Big Cass beat him up before, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before he went out there. Um, but yeah, so, so badly then, hurt too. Yeah. Real badly hurt. He was like, what, in the fetal position? Yeah. <laughs> On the ground? Yeah. Then after the commercial break, we come back. We get a match between the Iconics and Becky Lynch and Asuka. Um, again, I feel like the Iconics, when they come out to the ring, uh, they, um, they're they cutting perfect heel promos because, like, uh, Peyton Royce is, like, you know, they both have crazy Australian accents. Mm-hmm. But they when they come out to the ring, they're making fun of Becky Lynch's irish accent mm-hmm. and then peyton royce tells like billy Kay, like okay close your eyes i'm gonna do it and then she's like oh my gosh huh? i thought she was really here like, <laughs> you know and then they're like telling bad jokes that they're laughing at themselves like that's like what perfect heels do yeah. in wrestling like they tell bad jokes that nobody else is supposed to find funny but they laugh at their own jokes because like it's like that's something that somebody you don't like would do like you know tell bad jokes and laugh at their own jokes when they're obviously not funny so like Mm -hmm. they're doing that really well um and then they like talk about how like oh well uh charlotte beat oscar and it's the reason why charlotte lost the title last week was because we beat her up so therefore we must be better than Uh oscar yeah so i like that yeah heel aspect that they were doing there um so the iconics actually got the win here as well um you know they uh i think peyton royce rolled up um becky lynch and uh she but she put her foot up her feet up on the ropes for leverage to hold down have more strength to hold down becky lynch and the ref didn't see so they got the win there Mm mm-hmm um yeah what do you think about the match itself i enjoyed the match yeah the match itself was okay but again the writers are getting oscar wrong still Mm -hmm. look she loses at she loses at wrestlemania Mm -hmm. what do they do for the raw and smackdown afterwards she's not on the show right then they do the shakeup and they bring Asuka over to SmackDown. They just announce that she's coming over to SmackDown. She doesn't do anything on the show. Right. And now they bring her back with no storyline in a random tag team match that has no storyline going for it, nothing else going on. Mm-hmm. You know, shouldn't she, like, shouldn't she have some sort of storyline? Like, she had you know like a streak going for almost three years undefeated mm-hmm. and this is the best they could come up with her for like this is the best you could come up with for yeah. a storyline for her it's stupid <laughs> yeah i feel i feel bad for oscar yeah i feel bad for oscar too because i got some really dumb writers over at wwe that don't know how to write anything <laughs> i feel bad for a lot of the performers at wwe right now because they obviously don't know what they're doing 
Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, you, the best performers, in, women performers to me right now in, in WWE are Asuka, Charlotte, and Ronda Rousey just because she's such a big attraction. So mm-hmm. you need to have, you know, a big storyline going for Asuka. You shouldn't... Like, that's just something to me that seems like they obviously had no plan what or any kind of clue what they were going to do after WrestleMania, where they were going to go with any of the storylines. Because everything I'm watching now, it's like, okay. Mm-hmm. So you don't have a storyline? Because what? You didn't have a plan for what you have, like, for your finish after that? You just decided, okay, we're going to do this, but we're not going to come up with an idea of what we're going to do because of that. Like, it's an ongoing story, so you got to have, you can't just come up with the one thing and then say, okay, well, we came up with that. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll we'll get up to the rest of the story at some other point. Like, you got to write the whole storyline out. Yeah. <laughs> you got to have a plan. Yeah, that's true. You do. <sighs> but, you know, what can we do? We're only the audience. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, next up we get AJ Styles. He's coming out of Shane McMahon's office. He's saying he's happy because he gets to uh, team up with some old friends and it's going to be too sweet. So obviously he's going to join up with Carl Anderson and Luke Gallows later on. Mm -hmm. And he's going to face against Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev Day. Mm -hmm. Um, Next up, uh, we got a little promo with Naomi and the Usos. Naomi's telling Jimmy, oh, like, yeah. oh, yeah, you know, like, I have a bad feeling about tonight. Uh, you're, I know you're supposed to fight Rowan, but, like, the Bludgeon Brothers, I looked into their eyes, and those guys, like, there's nothing there. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And, you know, Jimmy's, like, <laughs> trying to, yeah, there. Jimmy's, like, telling her, like, okay, I, I know you're scared, but whatever you do, don't come out there tonight. Yeah. Don't want you getting involved. Oh, yeah, he's telling her how cute she looks, that she's getting all worried, and. Yeah. um then so so after this uh we got the commercial break then when we come back we do get um rowan versus jimmy uso uh jimmy actually got the win here because they're having a decent match and just when it looks like the bludgeon brothers are about to crush them uh, Naomi's like the lights go down and then Naomi's music hits and then she comes mm-hmm. out dancing and the Bludgeon Brothers are so mesmerized by her dancing and she was putting down some crazy moves like she was putting it all out there to make sure that they were really distracted uh-huh. you know it right. got it got some it, booty yeah shaking. yeah it got <laughs> Rowan distracted enough and Luke it got them both distracted enough that uh, Jimmy Uso was able to get in there and end up getting taking the win uh-huh. It was the first time. Yeah. It was the first time that either the Bludgeon ever since they have come back as the Bludgeon Brothers, it's the first time that either one of them have lost because they've you know they've done tag teams. They've won all their tag team matches. Uh, Luke Harper, he had his match la- single match last week and he won. And now that Rowan lost, it was the first time that either of them have lost yeah. since they have become the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Naomi and her neon colors. She's quite mesmerizing. Yeah, yeah, I thought so. I know, but I thought it was really dumb. But <laughs> yeah, 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 I, th- I thought so too. But I like cheesy, but this is so dumb. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, next up we had... Um, oh, uh, 
the it was supposed to be the contract signing uh, for the match the for the rematch uh, with Charlotte and Carmella. Carmella comes out first, and then she takes the mic from Renee Young, and she's like really mad. Like, in what world do you introduce the champion first? You're always supposed to introduce the champion last, because that's the most respectful way to do it. You know, like the champion gets you know best for last kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And then and she was like, I showed a highlight. A video last week um, for everybody of my rise to becoming champion but nobody uh, stood up and cheered after it was done so I'm gonna show it again this week to you guys mm-hmm. and when it's done everybody stand up and cheer mm-hmm. and then so she so shows it you know I can't believe they showed that again yeah they showed the whole video the again whole thing. <laughs> and then but I guess you that's what they really got to do for her character she really wanted to show the whole thing it does make you want <laughs> yeah and then when and then when you know she didn't get the response you want she's like okay nope you know what i'm gonna show it again until you guys get it right and it starts to play <laughs> and it, it plays maybe not even quite halfway but it plays quite a bit again and then charlotte comes out and interrupts and annoys carmella and you know i, I like this here like charlotte came out like looking you know, like, she was just, like, super serious and mad, and, mm-hmm. you know, she didn't even say anything when she got to the ring. She just, like, sat down, signed the contract, and did, you know, did a woo and mm-hmm. Carmela's face, and then slammed Carmela's face in the table, and, like, yeah. she looked super aggressive, too, because then she took that table and, like, flipped it over on top she of... Mad. Yeah, she flipped it on top of, uh... Uh-huh. On, on top of Carmela there. Mm-hmm. I thought it looked all... I thought it looked all really good. Yeah, I thought so too. I believed yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. I felt, I felt the anger. Yeah, you could feel like the yeah that, the fact that Charlotte is really mad that, you know, Carmela did mm. that to her. Yeah. And cheated her out of when she was, you know, at her, at a weak point when she'd just been attacked by, two other women. Yep. So I think, and I think they'll put on a good match when they have their match. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. So up after this, we get Shelton Benjamin versus Randy Orton. Uh, Shelton Benjamin comes out first, and then Jeff Hardy starts to come out. And just like Jeff Hardy did to Randy Orton last week, Randy Orton interrupts Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy before he gets into the ring. And then so Randy Orton comes in and has a match with Shelton Benjamin. Yeah. And then... Uh, Jeff Hardy just sat on ringside and then at this point we had Sunil Singh because Jeff Hardy has to face Jinder Mahal at the Greatest Royal Rumble Sunil Singh came in and attacked uh, Jeff Hardy mm-hmm. and um, then he, uh, he like ran in the ring and then Randy Orton attacked Sunil Singh mm-hmm. and then Shelton Benjamin was able to take the distraction take advantage of the fact that Randy Orton was distracted and Shelton Benjamin got the win here. Yeah. What do you think? Well, I thought it was okay. Yeah, same here. Just okay. Not a lot that super interested me in that there. Uh, Let's see here. So on the rest of SmackDown, we ended up, um, we had the New Day, a little segment here. They're selling their Book of Booty. Um, The bar come back. Is that I, a real thing? The I, Book of Booty? I think so. Okay. They, I mean... They've had other, like, things that are New Day themed that they've actually sold before. Like, I think you can actually get some booty and you can get, like, a pancake 
cookbook thing or something. Okay. But then, um, yeah, but then the bar come back and interrupt them, and they, like, talk, like, they take a, a, the stack of the pancakes, and they're like, you know, they say that they're going to win at the Greatest Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. They're going to win the Raw Tag Team titles back. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they won't be on SmackDown long because once they win the t- Raw Tag Team titles, they're going back to Raw. And they're like, because on SmackDown, nobody stacks up to us. And they take, you know, the, the stack of no, the pancakes. Right. Like, nobody stacks up to the bar. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but that was the only, I think that's the only thing that the writers maybe like and i think they only did this because they realized like oh we messed up because Uh the because the bar are set to have a match at the greatest royal rumble Uh for the raw tag team titles that was announced the week before the shake-up but then at the shake-up the bar got sent over to smackdown so now this week the writers have to be like oh yeah we sent them to smackdown huh i guess we better explain why they're going to have a match for the Raw Tag Team titles then, huh? We better have them say that if they win the Raw Tag Team titles, then they get to go back to Raw. Like, there's like, there's never really been a case in the past where somebody got sent in a shakeup somewhere and then, like, it was like, oh, okay, but if you, but you're involved mm-hmm. in a tag team title match or you're in ba- involved in any sort of title match. So if you win that title match, then you get to go back to mm-hmm. that, to the other show. That's never happened before. They're doing it here because the writers messed up. They're right. like, oh, they lost. So let's send them just back down. Oh, but wait, we already set them up for a match for the tag team titles. We better somehow explain why this is happening because everybody already knows now that Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are going to win because they sent them over to SmackDown. It would make no sense for the bar to win. Right. <laughs> that definitely sounds lazy and probably some miscommunication. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Um, <laughs> do you like the writer? It makes me wonder what's going on back there and what they're doing. <laughs> I, uh, it makes me wonder, too. Like, um, mm. Next up, we had Daniel Bryan say that uh, Cass attacked him from behind, um, but he's going to be okay. He'll still, he'll still get to wrestle at the Greatest Royal Rumble and be in that match, and then he's going to get revenge on Big Cass at Backlash. Uh, and he did, you know, because, like, why in the world would anybody that big need to attack somebody smaller than him from behind? Mm-hmm. kind of deal this kind of segment to me was like okay yeah okay like i'll be interested in seeing daniel bryan perform i'm just interested in seeing him perform so yeah me but, too yeah. i want to see him you know i think they're still trying to play on like fans emotions of like oh he's been injured for so long and you know guys you know if guys attack him and hurt him you know there's always a danger of you know like maybe he won't get to come back if he gets attacked like that like mm-hmm. I, I, I don't want them playing with my emotions like that because oh. oh, you know so daniel bryan really could get hurt you know one day and have to retire again so yeah i don't want to waste a lot of storyline with them playing around like oh is he really gonna get hurt like it could actually, it could be something that could yeah. actually happen, and he might actually in real life have to retire again. So I don't want to keep having little segments of him being like, "Oh, yep, the bad guy attacked him and hurt him, and you know he's he had to retire before, so uh-huh. you know that could be a danger." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not something I want to get played around with. Yeah. Um. Oh, this is the part actually where we had Samoa Joe again saying that. Uh, he was going to win the Intercontinental title and uh, and the Universal title um, if Roman has it. And then 
we got our main match of the night, which was AJ Styles, uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson versus Shinsuke Nakamura, mm-hmm. Rusev, and Aiden English. Um, uh, Shinsuke Nakamura and uh, Rusev and Aiden English ended up getting the win here. Uh, what was most notable for, for me after, was after the match, AJ Styles attacked Shinsuke Nakamura, but AJ Styles is able to dodge a couple of um, punches from AJ, and then he gets him with another low blow again. Yeah. And then, um, you know, I noticed that uh, the fans still popped when Shinsuke Nakamura, like, got the pin, too, because I think fans, like, are still up you know, they're still fans of Nakamura. Yeah. Uh, so even when he got the pin, even though he's playing the heel, like fans still cheered him. It wasn't until like he did another low blow again that they booed. And then um, Nakamura is about to do a Kinshasa to AJ Styles, but um, who ran in the way? Carl Anderson ran in the way. Mm-hmm. And then he took a Kinshasa um, and like got knocked out. Mm-hmm. And then AJ Styles is still like, on the ground you know holding his jewels and you know Mm -hmm. because he's in such pain so he can't help his friend and then carl anderson gets set up again and then um this time shinsuke nakamura does a kinshasa to the back of carl anderson's head yeah uh, while you know aj styles you know is still in such pain from getting low blow that he can't help his friend and you know the way like nakamura like um the look on his face like when he was like saw like oh yeah aj like you're not gonna be able to help your friend i'm gonna do this right in front of you like uh, i am liking the whole heel like that is yeah yeah i'm liking the whole heel turn for nakamura he's like playing the character really well i know but would he ever be able to come back from that yeah you can come back from that that's like, evil yeah it's evil but <laughs> i mean you can always come back from that and he doesn't necessarily have to i mean his character is just doing well and fans oh, yeah. People are a big fan of him anyways. Yeah. And I think this makes the storyline more interesting. It makes it a lot more interesting, you know, than like, oh, here's two great wrestlers. So, you know, like for the longest time, like these two guys were seen as, you know, like in their, you know, like in their prime, they were seen as the best wrestlers in the world. Mm-hmm. So they have like a, a lot of great mutual respect for each other. Like it's nice to have two baby faces and they have respect for each other, but like, you know, like, you can't go on with that forever. But if you have one guy, like, who's an actual heel, and then they feud, like, it makes it, like, more more interesting. Yeah, it does. Um, Those low blows, though. Yeah. I think they need to stop. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Now, I just, I feel bad for AJ. Mm, well, I'm sure they perf- practice it a lot and performing so that they don't, you know, because... No. You know, yeah. if he was going to do a real low blow, he'd full on, you know, get him a fist right, right in uh, there. But he's doing like a, you know, he's getting the arm in there like. Right. Yeah. Like, that's like true. this. So you're, you know, it's probably not. I'm sure maybe it still doesn't feel good, but they are doing it so you don't get a full on impact. You okay. Know? You know, I bet, I bet he, he, by the time where he's sitting him, he's probably hitting like his bicep on. Like mostly like in his buttocks area, and yeah. then and then raising the rest of his arm up like this, so it looks like yeah. See, I got him right in right in the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well that makes me feel a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy. It. It's funny, but it's yeah. just I, I feel bad. 
Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then what did you think about Shinsuke Nakamura's new music too? Like it, like the song is still the same, but you know he's got the rapper now. Right. Uh, yeah. I didn't really like it. Oh really? I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. Yeah. Yeah, and then you know because before too, like all the fans would like sing along to the oh 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 oh, oh part. Oh, but that's now. Right. But now he's got the rapper rapping over that part where that used to be. So mm-hmm. the fans can't really like sing along to that. Like, so I think that's another perfect thing that he's doing with the heel character. And the WWE, like, this is the one thing since WrestleMania that WWE writers have been getting right is Shinsuke Nakamura's character. That seems to be like the only thing they've been getting right since maybe WrestleMania. Maybe they're just focusing too much on Shinsuke right now. Uh, maybe that's the problem. But it is at least the one thing that they're getting right. And they're getting it so right that... You know, uh-huh. like, I'm loving, I am loving this, at least. Mm. Like, because, like, the whole fact that, you know, fans used to sing along with this song, but now, you know, in America, where most people are watching wrestling, and most of the fans, like, aren't, you know, speaking Japanese, like, and that the Japanese rappers, like, rapping over the part where the fans used to sing along with, like, when you're a heel, you don't want, like, fans singing along to your song and stuff, because, like... You know, you don't want the fans to, like, have that close of a connection to you. So now that they have the rapper rapping over the part, I feel like that does make him, like, feel a little bit less connected. Like, okay, yeah, he really is a mm-hmm. heel. He doesn't even want you to sing along with the song. He's so heel. Yeah. That's how that's how mean of a guy he's become. He doesn't want you to sing along to his song. Yeah. He's going to have a rapper rap over the part where you used to sing along to it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's so mean. <laughs> well, yeah, you can't sing along anymore. Yeah, I maybe guess. that's why I didn't like it because <laughs> it distracted me. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. So overall, I mean, at least that's the one good thing that they got going storyline right now in WWE. Uh, but that was the end of SmackDown, so that's the end of our show here. We'll be back yep. in just a moment to do our prediction for the Greatest Royal Rumble. Um, real quick, do you have anything this week that you would recommend for our well, watchers out there and listeners? I guess check out some Matt Hardy interviews. That sounds pretty interesting. Yeah, the Matt Hardy interviews are good. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I'd say definitely go check out, I haven't got to check it out yet myself, but go check out the Bruno San Martino, um, documentary that, uh, WWE just put out this week. Uh, I've heard it's really good. Um, and I think it's only like 45 minutes or something. So it's like a short documentary that you can mm-hmm. see about Bruno San Martino. So just continue to check out more Bruno San Martino stuff, uh, so that you can... Because he is, like, one of the biggest legends of wrestling. And, you know, people, a lot of people, you know, especially people our age didn't get to see him wrestle. So you should go back and check out all that footage and, you know, interviews and stuff you could see of him. Yeah. For sure. Cool, cool. All right. All righty. Thank you, guys. Let's Mm -hmm. get into... Let's get into our Greatest Royal Rumble... Been sitting here for a while. Oh, okay. Well, let's stretch out. Let's get ready. Oh, long show. Oh. Now Too we're long the, for me. <laughs> now, we're, now we're at the end. 
in the long stretch, just like we're going to be in for a long show at Greatest Royal Rumble tomorrow morning. Oh, boy. I think they said, like, I don't know if the show will actually go for five hours, but they they have a five-hour slot, uh-huh. you know, to to run. There's ten matches. So, okay. And the Greatest Royal Rumble is going to be a 50-man tag. I think they said they're going to have the same exact rules for for the normal Royal Rumble where they're going to come in every 90 seconds. Uh-huh. So that match itself is going to take, you know, at least an hour and a half probably because, you know, that just the amount of time to get everybody into the ring. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so let's do, let's get into it. Let's do our greatest Royal Rumble match predictions now. Uh, so let's go down the line. First up, Who's let's first? do a uh, prediction. So first up, we're going to have Cedric Alexander... And actually, I don't know what's going to be first up. We're just going to go in order of like okay. a random order here. Okay. Um, first up is going to be Cedric Alexander versus Kalisto for the Cruiserweight title. Who do you think is going to win here? I know you don't watch 205 Live, so you're just going to have to make a guess. I'm going to go with Cedric Alexander. Okay. That's who I'm also going to go with is Cedric Alexander. Um... Next up, I wrote down is our Intercontinental title match. It's a ladder match. So in a ladder match, you have a title hanging up in the middle of the ring, like hanging down from the from the rafters, and it's hanging in the middle of the ring. And then you have ladders. So the winner has to. The way you're going to win this match is you grab a ladder and you set you set it up, and then you climb the ladder, and then you have to uh, grab the belt off of the hook. Okay. And in this match, it's going to be Miz, Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, and Samoa Joe. Oh, my gosh. I want Finn Balor. You want Balor to win? Yeah. Let's see here. I want to say that the Miz is going to win back his Intercontinental title. He'll make his reign and get it so that he has been the longest reigning Intercontinental title holder. And then he has a title to hold on to for when... Him and Daniel Bryan do finally resume their feud, and then Daniel Bryan can take that from him later on at some point this year. Next up, we have Bludgeon Brothers versus the Usos and for the SmackDown tag titles. Who do you think is going to win here? Uh, well, with the way it look, it's looking so far, I'm going to say it's, the, it's going to be Usos. You say Usos. I want to say that the Bludgeon Brothers are still going to win here. They're going to keep their titles. Um, Let's get to... Next is the Raw Tag Team titles, The Bar versus Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. Mm -hmm. Jeff Hardy. Mm. Matt Hardy, sorry. (laughs) Okay. Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt. (laughs) That's what I will say as well. Um, again, this is just okay. another example to me that the writers didn't have a plan for what they were going to do after WrestleMania. So obviously, Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt are going to win here because yeah. the bar is moving over to SmackDown. Uh, next up, we have Jeff Hardy versus Jinder right. Mahal for the U.S. title. Who do you think wins here? Oh. I bet Jinder Mahal is going to win. Jinder Mahal. Okay. Let's see here. I could see Jinder Mahal winning this as well. I like Jeff Hardy, but I bet Jinder Mahal. He's just like a big guy. Yeah, and then I could see, because I I predicted that the Intercontinental title will go over to SmackDown, 
then if you bring the U.S. title, if Jinder wins the U.S. title, then the U.S. title goes back to Raw. So you would switch those two belts, and then the, the amount of belts for each show will still be the same. Like, you won't have mm-hmm. all the belts on one show. Yeah. So in my, oh, yeah. that's part of my prediction. Um, then we have uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke. Uh, okay, you're saying Shinsuke. I will also say, say Shinsuke because he's doing so awesome with his new heel character. Uh, the only thing that the only thing that upsets me about what they're doing with this character is again like maybe I'm glad they had a plan for after WrestleMania for mm-hmm. them, but they didn't have a plan leading up for them. I wish he would have like especially seeing how well uh, Nakamura like plays the heel. Yeah. Um, I think it would have been nice if he would have done that before WrestleMania because then we could have had the heel turn with him and then we could have had the match that we thought we were going to get at WrestleMania. Because mm-hmm. like I said, I feel like at WrestleMania, like they held back a little bit. We didn't get like the best stuff we could have seen from them because they knew that this heel turn was part of the match at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So now we can get a full on emotional match where like they're going to go at each other hard. Yeah. Um, but I wish we could have got that at WrestleMania. Yeah, too bad. Uh, next up, we have a match, just a regular match, between John Cena and Triple H. Triple H. You say Triple H. I will say John Cena. Ooh. Uh, next up, we have Undertaker versus Rusev Day. Rusev. You'll say Rusev. Uh, I'll say Undertaker. What? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think... This is only Undertaker's second match back, so I think he's going to be winning. Um, then we have our universal title match. It's going to be a steel cage match. Roman Reigns. And it's going to be Roman Reigns or Brock Lesnar. You say Roman. I will also say Roman, and I hope this will end the storyline that we've had between them and we can finally move on. Um, and then the 50-man greatest royal rumble match. Oh, God. I don't even know. Yeah. I mean, there's going to be 50 people in it. (laughs) <laughs> they don't even have 50 people. In the, they haven't announced everybody that's going to be in the roster. I think they've only announced about half of them so far. So It's going to be someone well-known. You think it's going to be somebody well-known? Mm-hmm. Okay. Make a guess. Any guess? Any random person? Yeah. Who wins? Who's some... part of it, though? Pre- pre- uh, every... None of these people are part of it, right? I mean, I don't see why they wouldn't be. I mean, they have to have 50 people in the match. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they, I know they have, they've announced, like I said, they've announced about like 25 of the people who are in the match so far. And some of the guys are guy are guys who like are not in the WWE anymore. Like they're bringing them back in just for this one match. Well, then I'm going to say Braun Strowman. You say Braun Strowman. Okay. I will say... In a surprise turn of events, because there's so many people that are like coming back for the one match, but we also know that Rey Mysterio has been in talks with the WWE for a while now, in you know, in talks of making like a return to WWE to wrestle with them either part time or full time. They're still in negotiations about that, but maybe this match he makes his actual return, gets in this Royal Rumble, and gets a win here. So I'm going to say Rey Mysterio. Junior wins this. 
And that's it. That's going to be our Greatest Royal Rumble predictions. Yep. Thank you all for tuning in to the show. Uh, it's been a lot of fun. Long show mm-hmm. for Andrea. For me. <laughs> uh, but it was a lot of fun. I had fun yeah. talking about Raw and SmackDown and Good. what could happen in the Greatest Royal Rumble. Starts early tomorrow morning. We 9 a.m. our time. I'm going to be at work, so you know we're not going to get... You know, I'm, obviously we're not going to do it. I'm not going to do an instant take on this show like I normally no. would do because I'll be at work during the show. Um, but at some point, maybe on Saturday or Sunday for sure, we'll definitely have a show up on sun, by Sunday for sure on our review of the Greatest Royal Rumble event. So until then, thank you guys for tuning in. Yep, thanks. Bye. Bye.